You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil. Uh, or, or what I predicted happened, I didn't think to this extent. No one in a million years would think that, that people would take to violence, literally like the old days, with, with pitchforks and, and, and nooses and, and wanting to hang people. I mean, it's just to a level of absurdity that embarrasses the country, embarrasses me to have to try to explain it to people that aren't from this country, and, and, it, and it's baffling, you know, and sad. But I, I, I do remember stating that, you know, he'd burn the village down as he left, and that's exactly what he's doing. And, and it's that sort of... Uh, all or nothing, which I did mention previously, that really you're not going to find a middle ground in America for quite some time because people convicted with convictions to that level, regardless of whether you agree with them or not, it's so uh, personal now. When somebody is physically willing to take their life and risk it going and storming the Capitol and kill others in such a violent and deme- you know just shocking manner, their mentality is already gone way over the edge. You know, their 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 commitment has gone way over the edge. And there's a there's such a, a vitriol now in politics and, and 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 hate. There's literally hate in politics, and that's dangerous in any country. You just heard Dan and Sean back for a very special bonus episode called No Really, What's the Matter with America? Season two of Travel Tales with Fergal comes out on the second of February with a ski special with some very special guests. Now let's get back to Dan and Sean talk about the current state of America and where do they go from here. You're very welcome back, guys. The last episode that we had was called What's the Matter with America? So I'm calling this episode, No, Really, What's the Matter with America? <laughs> Please answer that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult for to try to put your arms around, even if you watch the news every day. It just so happens when I'm at the gym that the last two televisions were the treadmillers that I'm on has MSNBC adjacent to Fox News. So it's interesting to be able to kind of jump back and forth and even doing that to see a, a very left wing approach to it and a very right wing approach to it. You still uh, can't figure out where did it go wrong. Now, certainly starting right off with, with Trump's presidency and, and, the, and the Russian, you know, the, the um, Russian investigation made everybody have to choose. Is it right or is it wrong? Are they really on a witch hunt, et cetera? And then there were several other things. But how it got to a point where literally we have people storming our capital and killing people. I don't. I don't know. I really don't. Maybe Sean. Sean can answer that. You know, Dan. And I, 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 since our last conversation, Fergus question. You know, I really thought about it, and it's down to, in my opinion, it's down to nativism, in which it's it's a identity issue for that goes back in American political history, let alone any other country. And I don't want to pick solely on America, but nativism is when the people that are in power want to remain in power and blame the other, whoever the other is, and the Irish. Were victims of this in the 1850s, you know, and the Irish Catholics, the German Catholics coming in it was actually a political party established in the United States, literally uh, called, I think, the Know Nothings. I think that was there. They, they, they basically were, we don't want anyone that's not like us. And this is all happening again. And that's what this is. All these people that stormed the Capitol were people who are nativists, uh, who believe that they're the only Americans, and the actual indigenous people are the only Americans, really. And, um, the sad thing is, this is them taking out their frustrations over, uh, you know, a leadership that has really given them carte blanche to do it. And it's happened before in American history. It's happening again. And, and there's, no, there's no middle ground here. There's no middle ground, you know. And these people, that's their mentality. And it's just, I stand to be corrected, but I think it's going to destroy the Republican Party. You know, well, Joe, we're going to do, we're going to spend the next half an hour or so, and we're going to tease that out if that's okay. Sure. 
the last time we were talking, it was before the election. And we said that jokingly, we said that you were going to be our war correspondent <laughs> with, after the election. And we were kind of fairly accurate, weren't we? You know, you, you were thinking Trump, we were saying Biden, but really it was 50-50. So it was a toss up. And our predictions about uh, the country going up in flames, they were getting close, weren't they? Yeah, they were very close. Yeah, and, and it was interesting because we also talked about the swing states and how important they were. And, and even though Biden was able to pull them off, he did not pull them off by a wide margin. I mean, there are several states like Arizona, um, Georgia, which was Arizona was 10,000 votes. If you think of the size of, of the state of Arizona, the st- size of the state of Georgia, deferred to come down to 10,000 in one state, 12,000 in the other. So the idea that this was going to be a landslide and, and the fact that the polls at the time, if you remember, we're polling 15, sometimes 17 percent in Biden's favor, even in some of those swing states. And, and I said, I don't believe that for a second. In fact, there was a, the, the, I think it was the day or the day before we actually aired or, 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 or taped that they were saying that the three or four of the states, including Florida and Georgia and Pennsylvania, it was a dead heat even though the, the polls were saying, you know, that it was Biden by 10, 12 percent. So it all played out. And and, you know, I, I was the one that predicted that if if Trump lost, there would be more you know people in the streets than, than if Biden lost. Um, there was a lot that thought that the Black Lives Matter and some of the other movements, you know, the the, the regular, if you will, rioting, um, you know, or protesting was going to happen. And, and the opposite uh, or, or what I predicted happened, I didn't think to this extent. No one in a million years would think that, that people would take the violence literally like the old days. With, with pitchforks and, and, and nooses and, and wanting to hang people. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. to a level of absurdity that embarrasses the country, embarrasses me to have to try to explain it to people that aren't from this country. And, and, it, and it's baffling, you know, and it's sad. I was saying it to you before we went on air that there was guys with Blue Lives Matters flags hitting cops <laughs> with the flags. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a level of, of absurdity that you just can't explain. You can't. My predictions were spot on. You know, we know who won. You know, and, and it was never, you know, and, and I don't care how many times Trump wants to say 75 million votes. Last time I checked, 80 million is more than 75, you know, so 80, 80 million votes versus 75 is still more. So I think the electoral college system, again, was tested. In fairness, it was tested. It was significantly tested. It's never been tested to this level before. And it passed, you know, it passed. The local electoral officials, a lot of them Republicans, followed the law, followed the rules. There's something to be said for the for the for the strength of American democracy and democracy as a whole, that it has been tested. And what a hell of a test. But it did pass. Let's not, you know, we can demean what happened because it was shocking behavior, but America will have a new leadership. It will have the right leadership, in my opinion. And hopefully the Republican Party can straighten their house out because it's it's a it's a house divided, it's broken. And the Democrats should um Shouldn't revel in that because it's not good for democracy in general to have such extremes in in, in the country. Tell us, Dan, did you abstain in the election or did you vote? I, well, no, I, I voted. I just didn't vote for the president. So I'm I'm a, what they call a straight line balloter. So I pretty much because a lot of times I don't follow a lot of the the local politicians, and so I vote Republican for the most part, straight down, straight ticket. And, and uh, but I, I did I abstain from you know from. You're the, a per- the but you're a perfect example there of how Republicans got in lower down on the tickets. And they didn't vote for Trump. So you're a great example of what happened in the election. 100. percent That's why the, the amazingly the Republicans had a great um, obviously in the in the House. You know, unfortunately yeah. ended up losing the the the, um, the Senate, but still you know not as much as it, I mean there could have been a lot more damage than there was. So so I would actually consider the overall election for the Democrats. I mean you have to say it's a win because they have the top office. 
Um, but generally speaking, I, I don't. I think it shows that there's still a lot of flaws there. I really do. I think you know Tom Frank's 100 percent correct when he talks about you know that that the 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 people just don't associate you know the white working class. Um, which for years, I mean, diehard unionized guys that, that voted Democrat are now Republicans and, and they have this, you know, the, the same fervish for the Republican Party as they used to have for the Democrats. And again, they they talk about, you know, Biden now, this is all, all this is going to be is Obama 2.0. You know, all the people he's bringing onto his cabinet, all the, the key positions are all former Obama guys. And so the next two years are going to prove out, you know, he's got to come up with something new because going back to, to, to Obama, you know, and many think he was a great president. I'm not one of them. Many people thought he was. But if that's the route he's going to follow, they're going to lose big in the midterms, in my estimation. Just as a matter of interest, how did you actually feel then? You know, I kind of got a little sense of you the last time that you weren't going to vote for Trump, but you wouldn't have been gutted if the Republicans were in the presidency. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so again, because now I'm, 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 the best thing that could have happened to me almost happened which is that the, the Republicans kept the Senate. So that way there was a check and balance. You know, that was the biggest problem with Obama's his first two years. He, he had all three parts, you know, the White House, the, the House of Rep and the, and the Senate. And it just allows them to do a lot more than I, I would I would wish. You know, other people want it. So good for them. But but I'm not one of them. You know, in fact, a, you know, one one point nine you know trillion dollar you know, bailout plan for this pandemic. That's fantastic. It really is. But but is there is a way to find the money? Is there a way to pay it back? You know, we're already off of another trillion dollar, you know, stimulus package. You know, we, we know from the tax cuts that, that Trump made for the corporations that there's a huge deficit there as well. So there's no way you're going to convince me that taxes aren't going to go up. And, and for, you know, people like my wife and I who are in a bracket that, you know, we're going to get hammered, you know, so it's going to hurt us, you know, financially. Dan, I, I think this is the last hurrah of sort of that. There's a big seismic shift going on. And what happened in Georgia and what happened in Pennsylvania, what happened in, in other states and I agree with you wholeheartedly that the Republicans lower down on the ticket did a lot better than I thought they would. Okay, but I do think that there is a seismic shift going on, and Georgia is one of them. You know that that Senate raid, those two Senate uh, runoffs that went to the Democrats was was an excellent result for the Democrats. Was a I I didn't think that would happen. I thought they'd get one. I didn't think they'd get two. Mm. But that's I think that's the beginning of a shift in American politics because the nativism that I spoke about earlier is is, is that's why. You know, people need to realize the baton is being passed, and it's almost symbolic, in my opinion, that you have uh, the president Biden. You know, you, you have him now with you know Kamala Harris, and it's almost the old Irish American political establishment saying, "Okay, here's the next generation." You know, and because the Irish American well, you can't really say that because the guy's pushing ninety. No, but I'm I saying mean, that you know, so he, he represents a, a political force in American Democratic Party politics. Yeah, I, Sean, I'm, I'm not going to agree with you on that just because I, I really think that, that if the Democrats don't figure out literally now who they're going to start grooming for 2024, they're going to lose in a landslide. Well, you know, Cam- and, and, the, and the Trump folks. Kamala the Trump is going to fo- be their nominee. She's going to be the uh, nominee. Then, then you're going to lose. I don't, you know, I don't think so. I think they're going to do quite well. I'll guarantee it. I'll I'll bet whatever you want to put up that. She's going to be the nominee. And I think that that's that's where this seismic shift is going to happen. And people and the Republican Party, this might have been their last hurrah. This might have been their last hurrah. Like you, you, you can start. I, I don't. Again, I don't see it just because they have not addressed the working, you know, class people yet. They're still considered snobs. They're, they're, you know, they've talked about the cabinet. I don't think there's a person yet that's been appointed to the to, to Biden's cabinet. It's not a PhD or higher. You know, they're they're, they're just they lost their identity versus, and they haven't got it back. What Trump the, fa- the fact that the fact well, that I mean, brought in. they but, can't but even spell PhD half of his cabinet members. No, I understand you know I mean? that. Yeah, but 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 the only thing is they they're willing to dismiss that. That's a problem. His followers are willing to dismiss that. The Democrats aren't. 
So I, I think that the idea that, that, that Biden won and Trump lost, and again, it was by a much narrower margin than it should have been, the idea that that's now corrected, the Democratic Party is 100% incorrect. No, I don't it think it's, no, no, I, and think I, and I, it's I, I don't think they have an identity at all. In fact, I don't know if you saw in the news, Kamala's getting blown up because of her, her Vogue, that she's going to be on the cover of Vogue with yeah, like, like some outfit she did with her sorority colors. And it was a just much reeked of a, of, of a person that you know, came from, well, you know, I know she didn't, but it reeks of somebody that's wealthy, that's going to wear their sorority colors and she did pick their own background. And she like, it just, I think it's a much bigger shift. The, the, undercurrent, the undercurrent of this at the state level, at the state level, the undercurrent of this is massive. The demographics in the United States have shifted. They are shifting and they will continue to shift. And that's what's going to happen. Well, that's the problem, though, Sean, is that the Demo- for the Democrats is that they've shifted to Hispanics, obviously. Yeah, they shifted and it's going to black. It's going to win them elections. And, and, no, and African American. The Hispanics did, did better, even better this election than they did the last Texas. one. It was unbelievable. Texas was, on a, with Texas was on a wire for the Republicans, and they just pulled it off. That's going to be gone next election run. Georgia is a big shift. Atlanta. The I Hispanics know it's all the overwhelmingly urban. voted for Trump over Biden. No. What does that well, tell you? And, and this is with a guy that literally is where? inciting in, in, riots. In, in Florida, maybe, but that's it. No, overall. No, and and I'm, yes, and a lot of times it's Florida, it's Texas. Yeah. It's it's typically very red states where there are a lot of Hispanics. I understand that. But still, the idea that they haven't reached out, and that's the demographic that's growing the greatest. You know, yeah. So I, I just, again, I just okay. forewarn. How is America going to change if everybody's getting their news from their own kind of markets it's not, to, to actually it's get, get people closer? It's going to get worse. I think it's going to get more extreme because once people have such hate and dis- dislike for the other, whoever the other is, whether it's Democrat, Republican, whether it's people from America who perceive all these immigrants taking their jobs or whatever that nonsense is, it's, it's that sort of, and it's happening around the world. Brexit has hints of that, you know, and, and you know, not hints of it, Brexit has direct impacts on that. And, and, and you talk about how nativism and people basically deciding how they perceive they want their country to be and the others can stay away or stay out. That's where American politics has gone. It's not, it's not going there. It's gone there. And, and, and Dan and I can debate. We're like old school political people talking about democratic party principles, Republican party principles, but now it's about, it's about ethnicity. It's about whiteness. It's about non-whiteness. It's about, those are the differences. Religion now that are, again. Yeah. Religion again. It's becoming really, really dangerous you know and 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 the old school political conservatism versus democratic liberalism you know the, the sort of republican conservatism financial conservatism and all that sort of stuff those are like old arguments that nobody talks about anymore and and that's the danger yeah, and it is, it is interesting for, when you talk about the media because like i said i have the opportunity um you know when i'm working out to, to have msnbc and, and fox news you know right literally right next to each other and so I just flipped back and forth to them. And the other day when they had the impeachment vote, it was absolutely amazing to me. You're watching Fox News, you know, they had Karl Rove and Dershowitz who said that they read through Trump's speech. There was nothing that incited a riot. There's no reason to be impeaching that this is crazy and what have you. And then you get over MSNBC that's showing the people actually storming the place, the, you know, pepper spraying cops and doing whatever. And, and you know, essentially saying that it wasn't incited riot. The guy should be behind bars. And, and, the, and it's literally they're airing at the same time. So depending and, and, on which, if, if one's dedicated to one or the other, they're not getting the right. And, and in both cases, I think, you know, that MSNBC was represented way too left, not neutral enough. And, and, and one could argue that there's a rush to, to this impeachment that isn't necessary. But then you get the, the right hand side that says that it was actually Antifa motivated. The Democrats staged this, that this is no different a riot than, than the Black Lives Matter was able to have. Like, it's just it's, 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 it's absurd. It's insane. But, but if you it put is. people in front of this, like, you can't make up what happened. What happened was Trump gave a speech that incited a group of people to take action 
and stormed the Capitol. And as a matter of fact, his attorney general, or not his attorney general, whoever, whatever your man Cuomo is now, not yeah, um, Giuliani. Giuliani, his personal yeah, attorney. Yeah. yeah, he literally said storm. He was telling people what to do, you know, and and take physical action, and you know, and it's that's that's recorded. That's literally recorded. That's not made up news. And no, no, yeah, I understand that, Trump Trump, but, but no, I know, I know you Rove yeah. and, and, and Alan Dershowitz, one of the, yeah. the, the you know, what, what I, I, I obviously uh, thought scholars, that he was, yeah. I mean, complete legal scholars and former, like the idea that they said that they read through it and that, you know, that impeachment is not the right process that, that, you know, they both said that they were sick, that it happened and, and thought it was wrong, but they said that what Trump did was not, was not impeachable. Like the Fourth, words, 14th amendment, which is just, um, article three, that's where they have them. And the Republicans need to use that because what it does, it exercises, uh, a basically a ban on someone who incites insurrection against the federal system, against the United States, that they can never hold federal office again. Correct. And the Republicans. And I think, I, I think that's that. their greatest motivation because most people would say, you know what, put it behind you, yeah. let the guy go off ashamed yeah. because of, you know, everybody him. saw what happened and what have you, but but just to protect themselves. And I think they need to. But so the Republicans to need it. to do I, that because he's uh, coming uh, back with seventy five million supporters. But I think the Republicans want that. But, I mean, it's but, amazing to me, even despite what happened in the Capitol, they only got ten. Republicans to actually agree with impeachment. I, I mean, know. you know, Cruz is still defending him. And, and amazingly, Cruz got knocked off the presidential ticket by, by a lie. Yeah. You know, Trump essentially said that his father was one, one of the guys that, that helped Spears, to assassinate yeah. JFK. JFK, yeah. yeah. Like the most nuts. absurd thing. And yet he's been the, one of the loyal, most loyal senators behind Trump. So like it just, it doesn't, you know, and I understand he's from Texas and Texas, the good old boys, they do things a little bit different than, than certainly here in the Northeast. But still the idea that you're going to go, go to your grave with this guy Unfortunately, they do. And he's back in, in 2024. He's get, he's getting the ticket, I'm telling you. Yeah, and it's two problem. Americas, though, then, Dan, and, and Pergoli. There's two Americas now, and that's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. Because if I can't, if I see the world, and to your points earlier, Dan, if I see the world through one lens, and that's the only true lens, in my opinion, and, and somebody else sees it in a totally different lens, and that's the only world they see in their opinion, there is no middle ground. And that's where... There's, that's the middle, where the middle, the middle, the middle ground's gone. And I know, and that's one hundred percent. And and, and yeah. it really, there's always been a divide. We've always been divided, just yes. you and I personally. Yeah. It's never been. And no. like I said in, in in the intro, I, I I'm not sure where exactly it happened that it was all or nothing. I mean, it used to be that you could just like baseball. Yeah. You didn't have to be a Red Sox or a Yankees fan, but certainly if you were in Boston, you wouldn't yeah. wear a Yankees hat, and if you were in New York, you wouldn't wear a Boston hat. But overall, people like baseball and they like the competition, and you can have conversations about it. It'd be like now, every time somebody saw somebody with a Yankees hat, they 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 beat them up yes. or wanted yeah. to incite violence on them. Like yeah. Violence on them. I mean, it's just also you could call it the the footballerization or the sportization of politics. Yeah, so Google, if, Google, yeah. Google, so if yeah. it's your team, for example, if if there's if you're supporting a team and a guy is taken out of the penalty area, you'll always say that it was a penalty. And if your team is the defender, you'll always say no matter what that it wasn't. Correct. And that's what's happened now in politics. It's hundred yeah. percent that's a great analogy. hundred percent. It's a great analogy. That hooliganism is like the word I was looking to say. Hooliganism has begun mm. To, to raise its head in politics. So it doesn't matter what actually happened. It's just you take a position and no matter what, you stick with that. Correct. And that's the tricky thing is how whether you, whether do... You win, whether you win or lose the game for a go on top of that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll, exactly. Complain, you'll complain about that penalty straight through if you lose, straight through until the match happens again, which for us is the next election. I mean, it's... Yeah. So then the question is, is, is Biden... You know, he is a unifier and he was known in the Senate for being able to work on both sides of the aisle. So... You know, maybe is he a 
the right guy at the right time. I, or... I kind of agree with Tom Frank that that it's, his agenda just isn't strong enough, and he isn't you know he's not charismatic enough. I mean, certainly, again, Trump taking it to Twitter every day and what he did his first hundred days is is you know is is it's kind of absurd as well when you look at it from an extreme standpoint. But I, I don't know. I mean, Sean Sean's a dem, so so he probably can answer this better. But I don't. I don't see it. And I, I see them having troubles in the midterm, especially uh, keeping the Senate. And um, and I certainly see twenty twenty four if if Harris is their you know is is going to be their nominee, then then they're going to lose it again. Hopefully it's not the Trump, but they'll lose it to the Republicans. I think the Democrats have to take a page out of the Republican book and not care about the other party. I think they have to say it doesn't matter anymore. They're irrelevant because they're never going to see the world our way. They're never going to see a middle ground. So let's take care of the issues we want to take care of. We've got the Senate. We've got Congress. We've got the the House of Representatives and Senate. So um, we have Congress. We have the executive. Be damned the Republicans. Show some strength. Show, show some commitment to their convictions. And the Democratic Party can start arguing over the the positions they hold within their own party. And maybe that'll fill some airtime because I think, well, look, it sounds harsh, but I think forget it. It's over. Forget it. You know, you're not going to find an appeasement with the Republicans. They've shown that appeasement, they didn't appease anyone when they had power and they were right. They did whatever they wanted and they got more power for it. Because people understood their agenda. And, and e- as crazy as some of the stuff was, it worked. And I think the Democrats have to take a page out of the Republican book and not pay, you know, not pay heed to the Republican agenda and say, good luck. We don't want that. So now the Democrats have, like, for the next couple of years, have got to get stuff done to keep their base happy, but also and show, show they're not socialists and get that message out. So it's a tricky balancing act. You know? it, it is as well because I don't think people tr- truly understand what so you know pure socialism is. No, you know everybody don't. said the most social you know socialist president we had was Obama, but that's again because they they view socialism as universal health care and, and taxes. I mean that's that and so you know for that term you know hopefully the Democrats can come up with a new term. I mean Trump came up with a, how many new terms you know um, that that you know he brought to the to the White House. Hopefully they can too and let people understand that taxes aren't socialism and, and universal health care is not socialism. I think um, there's going it, to be a sort of a, a Rooseveltian slant on the Democratic Party's movement into the future because Roosevelt brought in the, the, the Great New Deal, which brought in Social Security for America. And a lot of Americans, a lot of Trump supporters are benefiting from Social Security. And um, a lot of people, Medicaid and, and the, the rebuilding of American, sorry, the creation of the American infrastructure was done by the Roosevelt administration and the, you know, you, you have to look at what America needs to invest in now for its own domestic needs. And a lot of it is heavy in, you know, infrastructure investment throughout the United States. And if the federal government can do that, rebrand the Democratic Party's position regarding um, union involvement, to your point, Dan, a lot of the union leadership have gone Republican. Um, but you can get big jobs, big construction, new uh, you know, energy efficiencies, all sorts of stuff that can happen. Uh, there could be a huge spend and an, and an and a new deal 2.0 that the Democrats could head up under the Biden-Harris uh, administration. So it, it'll be interesting, but I think that's what they're going to do. And they're going to try and win back that sort of, this is what the Democrats do. They build and make America better. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's what Roosevelt did. So we're going to rec- recording this on Friday and it's going out on Tuesday, the day before the inauguration. So by then, <laughs> who knows what will have happened. But... Do we have any idea in America? Are people nervous? 
So there's a little bit of there is a little bit of nervousness. Um, you know, they, they had on the news this morning. Um, I think Massachusetts is going to send about fifteen hundred or two thousand um, of of you know of their um, state guard, national guard, you know, down to D.C. Uh, every every capital because they're they're faint threats, but there are threats of still having active riots and and you know you can see what happened in D.C. what that turns out to be. Um, but I think overall people understand. Um, you know, Trump's taken a completely different tune. You know, they took Twitter away from him. Um, or Twitter took Twitter away from him. And um, he's been now, you know, behind the presidential desk saying that he never endorsed these folks, that that anybody that supports him would never support violence like it happened. And so he's at least towing the line for now. So so I think it's going to be relatively uneventful. Um, you know, you, you never know, but I think it's going to be relatively uneventful because this time they're going to be prepared for it. And, and um, you know, certainly with the, it coming out in the news that there were actually, you know, state state um, or Capitol Police, you know, in D.C., that were wearing, you know, make America great hats again. We're allowing, you know, Selfless. people that showed a badge to, yeah, to yeah. you know, to essentially, you know, walk right in to the Capitol building. They didn't have to break in. And, and, you know, so I think that that, that took everybody a little bit by, so it shouldn't have, but it took everybody a little by. So, and of course, nobody knew that Giuliani and, and Trump and, you know, everybody else was going to get up there and essentially incite the riot on top of that. People probably thought there would be some, you know, resistance at some point and unfortunately some violence, but not to the point that it got. So, no, I think they're going to have it underhand and and I think it will, you know, be a peaceful transition, which, um, you know, which, which again, it shows, as Sean said, that that shows how strong, you know, the, the U.S. democracy is and, and, you know, how, you know, no matter what and no matter how it's tested, you know, in the end, it, it, it does come out right. Um, and, and I don't think it'll ever be tested like this again. I don't. I hope so. Just my victory, is Trump going to, like, make it a pain for Biden? Is he going to be on TV from next week on, like, oh, yeah. bitching? Oh, yeah. He is. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll get a, he'll get a, he'll find a way to get a Twitter. He's, he's, he's going to make an investment, supposedly, in a different, um, you know, company. Although everybody says, how is he going to do that? He has no money. But, um, oh, yeah, no, I, th- I think he, you're going to see he's, he doesn't go away. His ego's too big. He's not going to go away. You out of your mind? They get, he's going to just go off into the sunset like Reagan until there's a library named after. I mean, come on, no way. <laughs> I heard that he wanted a band, military band, and supporters waving, <laughs> waving him off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just it's following it, it, like, around the golf course. But the, you know, well, that's an interesting thing. For you never brought that up. But the, the your prediction true. the last time about him being on a golf course every day from the time he lost was was fairly accurate. I mean, it wasn't every mm-hmm. day, but it was every other day, pretty much. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that, that he was able to uh, lobby the um, the PGA, the professional um, golf tour, here to actually have the uh, U.S. Open next year at, at his one of his places in New Jersey, and they've since you know since the everything happened at the Capitol have pulled pulled that out and they're going to move it someplace else. But um, just goes so to show he's you, more hurt, he's more hurt about that than he Absolutely. is about Absolutely. the election. I think <laughs> he, he used he used this entire presidency to build up the Trump, you know, the Trump enterprise. I'm 100 percent convinced of it. And, and to that point. It'll be interesting, you know, whether or not there are beyond being impeached, you know, the fact that he's ready to give himself a pardon. He's already given some other people pardons. You know, Giuliani's asked for a pardon, which, you know, you don't do that unless you think that there's you've done something wrong. And I, and I think it's only a matter of time until they investigate things like that, like how much time he spent in Mar-a-Lago and how much the, the taxpayers paid for those kinds of visits, you know, overseas, what have you. Um, you know, I think there's a I think there's a slew of things that 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 the Trump, you know, family and and, and associates you know, can be brought up on charges and, and, and no, nobody would be happier to do that than, you know, the lower court of Manhattan, uh, yeah, who have some of the best York. attorneys and, yeah. and, you know, are very, tend to be very left um, minded. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think the Trump and the Trump family and the Trump associates are, are you know, out of this criminal, um, you know, that they're, that they're, they're, you know, free of any type of charges coming well, forward. I think you're going to see a lot more. enterprise and that's what they're going to have to account for, you know, so. 
they've done it. They've broken so many laws that they've established themselves as a another family, you know, and and uh, another crime family. So good, good for them. But now they're going to have to reap their their rewards and, and hopefully spend some time in jail. So we'll see. I mean, I have to say, it's a tough job to be a president at this time. I mean, Biden, I thought he looked quite frail going up to the when he walks up to the podium, you know. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, again, it, that's, that's another thing that's in the news every day, just the fact that he's going to be older than, than when Ronald Reagan left office, when he starts office. I mean, that, that's when you think about that, because Reagan at the time was the oldest president to ever, you know, to ever be elected. So, you know, uh, that's, yeah, that's another, that's another concern people would have that, that, you know, if he fell ill, you know, and, and, and Harris became the, the impromptu, you know, president, she doesn't have the experience. A lot of people don't believe to, to be able to do it. And well, again, Trump, she, what, she's, what, whoa, whoa, whoa. what, what experience did the Trump have? Mother of God. She was, she was a prosecutor. She was a, she's an, a, an attorney, a prosecutor. Trump, let's, let's, let's park that. And whole, a senator. Yeah. Senator. Let's park that whole sort of but logic. She, she, but throw she, it out the window. She, she never had to fire anybody on apprentice. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's I mean, never had to fire any apprentice. She, yeah, you're absolutely right. She's she's never had to sell people bad she, states she and plastic bags. Exactly. She didn't have to invent companies that went or, bankrupt. Or, yeah, and, exactly. You know, or, like, or a yeah. university degree that wouldn't get you be you know any anywhere <laughs> fast. So uh, look, I think she's fine. And I, I think she's more than credible and more than capable of being. An uh, oh, and, I, and I'm not saying that. I, I, know I don't you're know. Not. The, I know you know, but I think that's from that experience standpoint, I'm just saying that, that that's that's what's going to hit the mid. You know, what hit the midterms and certainly what hit in four years. You know, certainly if she has four years under her belt as a vice president, that helps her cause. But again, she's just a little bit too left wing for what people want. They they want someone like a Biden. You know, if there was another Biden out there, you know, and, and again, I I would vote certainly for somebody like a Mitt Romney. Who's who's a middle middle right, you know, but but at least uses his brain. I want to get predictions so that we can come back to this because we made our predictions last time. So for the midterms in 2020, is it going to stay the houses in Democrats' hands? So I, I say no, no. I say for certain that they're going to lose the Senate. I, I think the Republicans, you know, I think to, to Sean's point, I think they lost the um, having control of the Senate because because Trump, you know, that him, you know, trying to get the Attorney General and others to like. I think people that drove more people out, and despite driving people in droves, you know, 12,000 votes, really, that's it. You know, the, the, so I, yeah, I, I think again, you know, that those, those type of states are going to flip back. And, and so I think they'll lose the Senate for certain. I think it's a good chance for, for Congress um, as well, just because of the number of seats that are up, you know, that, that uh, Democratic seats that are up, but, but the Senate for certain will, will shift back. Um, and then, like I said, I'm really interested in 2024 and I'll, I'll hold that judgment until the midterms in 2022 before I predict that. But I, again, I think that the Democrats have a m- massive undertaking to think that you couldn't line up any more against a president, a pandemic, you know, issues with Ukraine and Russia, North Korea, you know, lying, you know, being found to be sleeping with prostitutes and paying them off. Like you couldn't line up more stuff and they eked out a win. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's, that shows you got a lot of problems. Good for your victory. But that's a team that needs to get back to the chalkboard and figure out a new a new strategy, a new way to to you know to attack the next game. Well, I think I think the Democrats. My prediction is that the Democrats will come out fighting now with a, with an agenda that is not appeasement, that is not going to be looking to. Um, I mean, they'll use words like uh, finding you know for finding peace between the political parties and whatnot. But um, I think the Democrats. There's been a seismic shift, and I think and I. I think it's going to be close, but I think it's unusual now for a first for during a first term of a new presidency. It's unusual for the existing party who got that presidency to to win additional seats. But I'm saying it now: the Democrats will win additional seats because 
the polarization of American politics and the way the Democratic Party are strategically looking at saying, we're going to take a page out of the Republican Party's book and we're going to not look for forgiveness or appeasement. So vote for us because we're moving forward. And the more vetriol comes from the Republicans and the more Trump is still around, the better it is for the Democrats. It's the way they fall on the numbers fall. Um, this time it was more Republican seats were up for grabs. Uh, especially in the House. More, especially the in the House. That, that they actually, yeah. that the... That the um, and that's disappointing know, the, the Dem- the Democrats. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the Democrats ended up losing seats when yes. the most number of seats were up for Republicans. shows what a poor election that was for the Democrats, which Agreed. again, I think shows a fundamental you know issue in their in their party and their ability to identify with you know with the voting public. I really do. And, 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 and so, I think that's why taking a more extreme position, the Democrats will benefit if they do that. Um, they will benefit because to, to Fergal's point earlier, the appeasement didn't work. The let's let's work together. Let's figure it out. I think Democrats push their agenda. Don't make apologies for it. Love mm. them or hate them. This is what they're doing, and they maybe, may actually Sean, do better. Maybe use the word brave rather than extreme. Yeah. Okay. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I think, but I, but I guess I'm using it in the context of what's going on mm. today in yeah. American <laughs> politics. It is extreme, and and um, yeah. but I do. I think maybe being brave or or, or taking a a very strong position regardless um, and, and, and saying, come hell or high water, this is our agenda. This is what we're going to try and do. Are you with us? Yes or right. no? And, and, I, and, I, and I will say that, that even though I, I don't agree and I won't agree with a lot of his agenda, you know, the fact that Biden is a lifelong you know, politician is exactly what we need after having, you know, a complete you know, Yahoo there for the last four years that didn't understand the politics, foreign policy, et cetera. And I think that also allows him to reach out across the aisle. I mean, other you know, folks have tried, but, you know, you look at, at, you know, Bush Jr. was a, was a governor. You look at Obama was essentially a state senator. You look at, you know, Trump didn't have an experience. So the idea that this guy was in the Senate and was respected by his peers, a lot of whom are still there, obviously, like a Mitch McConnell, I think gives him the opportunity to be able to get some stuff across, across the line, despite the fact that, you know, again, the all it takes is a couple of, you know, Democrats to, you know, Southern Democrats to agree and, and you know, because the Senate split and, you know, Harris has the, the ultimate vote. So by rule, it, it is, isn't, but it's still a 50-50. So a couple of Democrats going one way or the other. So I think Biden's still going to have to do a lot of work, even though he owns the, you know, all three different parts of the, you know, both Congress and the White House. I think there's a lot of work still to be done on his part. But I think because of his experience and because he was respected, you know, specifically in Congress, I think he does have an opportunity to do it. I just hope that he does, because, again, all the agenda so far has been pandemic, which it should be number one issue. But that's, again, looks like it's going to come to hopefully it's going to come to some kind of an end here, you know, in the next four to six months. And so that, that's, you know, that leaves another two and three and a half years for him to have to come up with something better. And it'll be the roaring 20s again all over the world. So uh, the, the American economy is going to boom. Ireland's economy is going to boom. Europe's going to boom. So everything will be fine. The Democrats will do great in two years' time. They'll be credit for it. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, we'll all, we'll all, I'll be back telling you how wonderful it is. <laughs> And a question I keep forgetting to ask you, Dan, like when I said earlier on that 70% of um, Republicans felt that there was, the election was stolen. <laughs> so what do you, what's your opinion on the election? Do you think? Well, you know, again, I, I would say without, if you did, if you just looked at it neutrally and said in any election, right, you said a, a, a state the size of Arizona, Georgia, or Pennsylvania to be only about ten or 12,000 votes. I, yeah, that would bring a concern to anybody that are you sure you got them counted correctly, especially the mail-in? No, it, it, like, how do you know that a senile old Chads, grandfather, Chads, you know, Florida. that, 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 on, that, dude, that this is that his aunt, 500. Yeah, 500 in Florida, for God's sake. You know, all of a sudden you guys are shocked about 10,000? Well, and, and if they had said voter fraud back then, I still would have, you know, again, ah, wondered. You, you would have said, but, we'll take the, the victory. Fact, That's what you would have said. 
Oh, of know? course. Yeah. I mean, it's not kidding, John. <laughs> but, 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 oh, but again, I, I have to believe in the system. I have to believe in the system that if there was voter fraud, it was on both sides. So if, if you know, the example they always use is what if a senile you know, person had a mail in and, and, you know, and he's a Republican, but his daughter is a Democrat. So she mails in hers and, say, and then fills out his, you know, it just has them. You know, you know so, but that can happen on both sides. So, so at the end of the day, the, the Biden won. That's what I think Trump is. He knows all the stuff that's going on. And he's right. going, I can't believe yeah. that I was so yeah. corrupt yeah. and I fake so much. Like, like he tried to like close the post office so that <laughs> yeah. mailing couldn't happen. So that's why he's so upset because he knows what was going on. He's going, I, I just brought 10,000 votes into Pennsylvania What's going on? They brought 20,000? He's, yeah. he's a failure, he's exactly. a failure yeah. at corruption. He's a failure exactly. at corruption. Well, I mean, right now he's Another not, successful failure. You know, he's, he, yeah. he was able to be as corrupt as he'll ever be in a, in a presidency, even beyond Nixon, and, and hasn't been tried for it yet. But, yeah, so I wouldn't say he's really good at it yet, but, but certainly he's got away with it so far. So you're saying in 2024 he'll really perfect it? Exactly. He'll be back. <laughs> he has four years to think about all yeah. the different ways that he can get back to his base and, and confuse them and, you know, figure out more media. He'll be beyond Twitter by then. He'll be onto something else. Like, I hope he launches his campaign at the, at the Ritz Landscaping Company's headquarters there. Yes. So, Dan, you know, as I said, we made our predictions for 2022, but if next week you go up in flames, we might have to uh, do another episode next week. If uh, the inauguration is uh, all over the gaff. Yeah, yeah. And, and trust me, everybody, I think, internationally is going to be glued to it. So you're certainly going to know, um, you know, it, it is it is something which, again, is why I think, you know, if you're Biden and, and you're all of the, the, the key, you know, heads of states and, you know, the military and, and um, you know, the leadership that really belongs, you know, in Washington, they're not going to let that happen. I, I can't imagine they let that happen. If there's a small little thing that happens in Wisconsin, you know, or someplace else. And everybody makes the point that, you know, that these guys are rookie you know, rioters that the Democrats, you know, that, that uh, you know, had Trump won, that the Democrats would, you know, because they, they've been staging, you know, protests and riots and what have you. Oh, so you we know, can all, do something well, apparently? We can stage yeah, riots exactly. well? Yeah, Okay, yeah. well, that's nice to you know. Guys are very, right. right now, oh. the Democrats are very oh. veteran, which is why the Republicans actually try to play it. Fox, actually, they actually have clips of people on Fox talking about when they were raiding the, the Capitol building, that that was, that was actually staged by the Democrats to make it look like Republicans, despite the fact they were all white. They had like, you know, yeah. make America yeah. great. The, these were all Democrats flags. trying to make the Republicans yeah. look bad. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, they that's were doing funny. that as it was happening. Trying to make Republicans look bad isn't difficult. I know, you wouldn't <laughs> think. <laughs> so, you know, so, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, I, it's, it's going to be, I, I obviously... The inauguration is going to be a much pared down of it's going to be a much pared down event because of COVID nineteen and yeah. the Biden administration is taking that very seriously. So you're not going to have the big huge parade type the scenes. Rows of people, yeah, yeah, rows. That's not going to happen. So, um, so you, you don't think there'd be any controversy about the crowd size then? No, God, no, <laughs> no, no. no, no, we'll no. Be, yeah, two no. different snapshots. One of them being completely empty, and one of them being the funny full, thing like, is, there'll still be more people showing up there than there was at the Trump one, <laughs> even, at, even, at, even after the COVID procedures. So, um, look, I, I, as long as no one gets hurt, and 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 obviously you don't want any harm to come to anyone, it should be a safe event, and and hopefully people will. There'll be plenty of police. I mean, the, if the DC police and the FBI and the Secret Service and the National Guard can't prevent something serious from happening then it is amazing i don't know if they're doing it on purpose to get the message out but the amount of photos i've seen of like national guards in in uniform with their guns asleep on the floors in capitol hen it's probably a pr thing to keep every you know we have people here but still it it is shocking 
It is. It, it is just because this is what you'd expect of, of a third world country, not as, you know, one of the top, you know, economic powers of the world. You know, it just, it's, you know, it's a shame it had to get to this, but it, it did. And, and, you know, and you look at what happened when they had the, the Black Lives Matter, you know, they, they brought in state militia and they had to, and they, the armed guards were there to get like, they, you know, they were prepared for it and they were expecting and, and the opposite here that they, you know, but again, I'll be interested when the final investigation comes out to so the idea that they actually have people on camera showing Capitol Police allowing, you know, yeah. some of the protesters into the building, you know, anybody that flashed a badge, they gave them the, yeah, there was know, appeasement. the, the professional was courtesy, yeah. courtesy of allowing them in, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff, you know, that again, that just brings it to, to a level you would never, never have expected. But, but now that the, the, you know, that they're taking it seriously, you know, they're, they're, they're professionals at this. Okay, guys, thanks a million. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to keep some updates going. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks great for discussion. That was thanks, great. guys. Thanks. thanks, Dan. I have some great episodes already recorded for season two. Our first one will be a ski special. Stay positive. Stay safe. I would ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcast so a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast find out who's on every Tuesday, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Fergal. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Fergal.